Episode number nine. We're almost in double digits. Damn. Whoa, is that? Do we get a prize when we get to number ten? Do you think? I hope so. That'd be awesome. I could use a prize. I love prizes. Yeah, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey, hey. I'm Ted Stoven. Hey, Ted. And Have you met Ted? <laughs> and you're Wacy Anderson. That's that's my name. And this is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. Welcome to our the humble C- podcast, the CBC Radio edition of the podcast. No. Yeah, that's fucking lame. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ted takes it back. I'll take it back on his behalf. I take CBC. that back. I take it back. Look, if we have, whenever we get Ron on, that's when we get the CBC. But we can't do that when Ron comes on the show. Be funny. This is the Canadian and Broadcast. now you know the rest of the story. That's not Ron. That's Paul Harvey. I know. And it's not even CBC Network, but yeah, it's funny. This podcast really is off to a rough start, but <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah, it's but Monday. It's nice. The sun is shining. Plus eight. Yeah, the snow is melting. Yeah, apparently it's supposed to snow North? on Friday again, though. Are you Minus 7 me? with flurries. Are you shitting me? No, I heard it on the... Uh, I don't want to talk about it. More snow? Yeah, more snow. At the end of March. Oh, my gosh. Even. Maybe it's an April Fool. Oh, that's probably what they're doing. It is April Fool's. It's Easter. Oh, it's next Sunday. Easter Sunday. It's this Sunday. Easter Sunday's on April Fool's. Jeez, this year is escalating quickly. It's kind of ironic that it's on April 1st, Easter Sunday. Why? Because isn't that when like Jesus comes back to life? Oh, and it's the Sunday this year. Yeah, he's like, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> April <laughs> Fools. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm back. <laughs> oh no, I don't. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. Yes. I don't go to church, so I don't know the story. I've been to church a couple times. That's about the extent of my knowledge. Sorry for those of you that are religious churchgoers. We don't know the story. Mm-hmm. So, Wacy might know it. I've been to church a couple times. Sung a few songs, a few psalms. What is this? Oh, <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Pass that one. Okay, it's cowboy shit. Ted and Wacy, episode number nine. Episode Nino for the week of March twenty eighth, two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the this week, week of. That's this week. Yeah, the week of because we don't want to make it well, a day. Sh- should it be the week of March twenty sixth because that's the Monday? It's Monday. Yeah. Well, but March twenty eighth is in the same week. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm just. I was. I'm not just, saying you're wrong. I like what Jay and Dan do. It's like the week of, and it's like, oh, what do yeah, you no, for you. I got you, yeah, I get so you. So then it's not as old, right? Then if somebody gets it the next day, they're not like, oh my gosh, I'm already a day late on the podcast. They're like, uh, oh, well, I'm still good to listen to it because it's still the week of. You're right. That's good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're right. So the week of March 28, 2018. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. So Coming like off a huge now. weekend, man. Big week. I don't. I don't even know where I am yet. Like you're in Calgary. At my house. At the house. I'm back with your new antler light. Yeah, lights and shit. Courtesy of Monty Phillips. You can make a podcast about it. Yeah, that's called neat, Lights right? and Shit with Lights Monty shit. Phillips. We'll get Monty on the podcast sometime, too. He's on the list. He's got some good stories. This uh, this podcast thing, we mostly just wing it, in case you haven't realized it yet. But Jesus take the wheel approach, if you yeah, will. Yeah, we kind of like, we think about what we want to do, and then we just throw everything at the wall, and then whatever sticks, we just, you know, we do that. <laughs> but this episode, we have a really... Massive episode. Man. Huge. We have a kick-ass guest. Yeah. Shane Hanshi. Huge. World champ. 2013 world champion tie down roper, 2012 and 2015 Canadian Pro Rodeo Ooh. champion, and the ERA world champion in wow. 2016, I believe. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> that was ERA, it was 16. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, he's a, he's a big deal. I'm a big fan of him. I've always been yeah. a Shane Hinchy kind of guy. And, and like, we did an article. Uh, the first time I think I don't I don't even know how it came about. Must have been at the pro rodeos in Canada. Shane's been ahead of the curve. Like we're we're about the same age, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually, I think we're exactly the same age. Not maybe to the date, but we're the same age year wise. So we're on the same deal that way. But we both both on Twitter about the same time. Like some of the first cowboys, like in the Twitter world, mm-hmm. 
And then somewhere along the line, we met somewhere, probably the NFR, probably the, actually, no, it was probably the CFR in 2011. Mm-hmm. That was probably it because that was his second year pro. He was in Canada. Probably met him in 2010 when I was competing, even. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, met him there. And then we did all, we did the video stuff the first year with the website and whatnot. And then the next year, it was, I guess it was, yeah, it was 2012. I wrote an article with him in Amer- the American Cowboy Magazine, which was, that was like my first, that was my first and only big article I've ever big written. Break. Yeah. Teddy's Big Break. The first and only. Boom. It's kind of cool. Cowboy. But it was magazine. called, it was like, it was American Cowboy. It was like, uh, it was like the, the, a couple funny differences between Roughstock guys and Time Event guys. And like, mm-hmm. they were talking about each other and how each other was weird and stuff. It was Shane on one side. It was the Time Event guy. And then the other side was Seth Klaus. So it ended up being pretty cool. Like, we had a pretty cool, pretty fun article. And they paid me like more than I've ever been paid for an article before. Oh. It was like a dollar per word, which was like nuts. Really? I wish they did that at university. Wouldn't that be cool if you paid a dollar a word? Like, could you imagine your bullpen picks if they were a dollar a word? Like, you'd make 500 bucks an article. Can we, can we work on that? Someday, when we get when we make the big time, we can do that. <laughs> we're not quite there yet. but we're on, the, we're on the right track. Yeah, we're, like, trending the right direction, maybe. Yeah, trending, yeah. That's a good, I Trending like that. up. That's good, yeah, trending up. Right? The podcast is going to help some of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, hey, if you want to sponsor the podcast, if you want to be an advertiser, you can call us. We'll think about it. We'll consider, like, we have a lot of people calling right now. The phone lines are jammed. They're jammed right we're now. We're buried so, in offers. I mean, so. we're working on some stuff, and we want to make sure we get the right thing. So, you know, you can you can get in line if you want in. It's a long line. Take a number. <laughs> Take a number, baby. She's a long one. <laughs> okay. So big episode. Shane Henshee's on the show. We talk about a lot of cool stuff. We talk about the ERA a little bit, actually. And His talk new about, venture, the yeah, Cowboy Journal. Cowboy Journal. And we talk about... We don't actually talk really about rodeo. Which like, is fine. Just about competition-wise, we just talk about... To cowboy shit, just what's going on. Yeah, right. Oh, for sure. Was, cool definition Shane has. Yeah, this is gonna it's probably like one of the favorite interviews that, oh, yeah. that I've done. Or we've done. Yeah. It's since we started this. With, yeah, I'm, it's it's a really good one. And like for him, like he's one of the like we talked about we talked about on the show, but like he's one of the major influencers and one of the major Oh yeah players I've, in this business. I've right? followed him on Twitter for a long time. He's a good follow. Really yeah. vocal guy and like not scared to voice yeah. his opinion and yeah. Need more guys like him around. I think so. I think. Especially after well after hearing his side of things, it's pretty evident pretty insightful wasn't yeah it? smart guy oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. and his yeah like we talked about the cowboy journal that he started and both of us read his story with uh j-dub j-w harris right? yeah yeah, yeah. Even, and we talked about it on the show too and like oh man it, i love it so I, I like what he's doing and I, i'm looking forward one that's one thing i forgot to ask him though too was about how who else he's looking forward to talking to to sharing their story who else he might have, have coming up Ooh, that we might need to look for so teaser yeah Ooh. so you have to listen to the show. Have to follow Shane. Like we're gonna, we'll tell you what what what's coming up. But yeah, it's a yeah. it's a heater episode. Heater of an episode. Big one. Number nine's hot. Number nine. Number nine. The, what is it? What the last says? The wagons are in line for heat number nine. I have no idea. Yeah, you're the guy. You work with him every day for ten days. Be. So it's some, dad. something like that. Your stampede dad. Or it's like heat eight. <laughs> heat eight. Don't be late. <laughs> He's got some sweet lines like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's episode good. eight. Don't be late. That was yeah, that's good. But I mean episode eight's over, so yeah, you're so already late. You're we're you're late. I'm late. <laughs> late to the party. The podcast is in line for episode number nine. Ooh. That's not bad. Needs yeah. work. Room the for pod- improvement, but you're doing well. The podcast is online for heat number nine. Oh, on for episode number nine. Right, yeah. Ooh. Oh. That's our what we're gonna do on social. So you're gonna Oh. The yeah. face. Oh yeah. yeah. Ooh. Episode number nine. It's now online. Bam. This is Cowboy Rhyme Show. Rhyme time. With ten with Rhyme time. Rams with Ten Wasey. 
like rappers, a bunch of rappers yeah. on here. Okay, um, so the week, the week that was, what a week, Ooh, big week, what a weekend it was. It was a great weekend. Oh my god, I'm so. There tired. was you had a big week. Hey, you had the <laughs> the tarp auction, <laughs> Calgary Stampede. That's that was a big. That's we should talk about that. That's huge. Yeah, it was a huge thing. What else did we do last week? We played hockey. We Monday. did a couple of games of the hockey. Can of worms. Yep. Got a shutout. You no, did. Not a big deal. Yep. I didn't not get a any big goals. Deal. You were, but I was there. You were a shutdown third liner. Yeah, shut down. Well, I'm like fourth liner, more like fifth liner. But you were the third. Like, you were the third line. But yeah. you were. You guys had a bunch of. Yeah. You know. I don't want. Was be, a tougher, I don't. Wanna, I don't want to be mean. I drew a tough line. Yeah, yeah. But we got through it. We were still. We didn't. Well, we were still plus plus five, plus zero probably. But but we're zero. You're even. We're even. Par for the course. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's better than being hey, a dash. Better than being a dash. Yeah. It wasn't a dash. You, it was okay. you don't want to be a minus player. No, that ain't good. You don't want to be a minus player. Your guys' puck possession could also use. Use some Oof. some work, but hey, Oof. it worked out. I think I only had the puck and dribbled it once. Like I dribbled had, it. I only had. We're the not puck playing one basketball. Time. I only it was, I only dribbled it one time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and that's why Ted's on the third line. <laughs> what? What? How come? Why do I not know what the fuck that word is right now? Stick handle. Stick handle. I only stick handled it one time. Like I didn't. And I didn't even take it in. I think I just dumped it in and then I went after it. But so it was that, still better than just like chipping it out past the blue line. Like ugh. Just yeah. letting it go. Yeah, well. But hey, we were zero. It was good. We weren't a dash. Yeah, thanks to old Wace. Yeah, so hockey, though. Yeah, that was good. Some good saves. Last week, we did some hockeying. Kind Wednesday. What else? We did a bunch of other stuff. I feel like my whole week just... Wednesday, you had your rehearsal. They played yeah. hockey again. That's right. I played hockey again. And then, and then you Thursday, you went right into the tarp auction. Tarp auction. It started like... I'd be there at like 1230. Yeah, you were there all day. Oh, and I bought some new pots and pans. So that was like a Oh, yeah. Of- huge move. Big move, big acquisition at the deadline there. Yeah. So, um, what about the give us the people the details of the tarp auction? Yeah, but before we go that though, oh, so there was a big wanna, week because oh. we had rehearsal and we had something. I think something else was going on. Oh yeah, you had your event on my, Tuesday. Yeah, my, my club event at school. Yeah, and then I think I played. I had a meeting that night actually for the ski race. Yep. So yeah, but we had the, you had your event Tuesday. I had two like basically two events Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday we had a big day. Saturday was the PBR here in Calgary, the kickoff of the Monster Energy Tour, and then Sunday was a ski race. So we had like. A four, five a day huge, event week. Huge week. Big week. And now today's Monday and we're, you know, gathering ourselves Ted's, back Ted's, up. Ted's getting a, getting a little disoriented here. Like yeah. He's getting things back on track. But hey, it's another like <clears throat> 10 days and we're back in the biz- in business for Aggie days. Oh, yeah. Two weeks, I guess. But yeah. So big week, tarp auction. So we should, I should bring up that email, though, on what, what the, they did on the tarp auction. So that was a big time. 3.2 mil. Yeah, 3.28 I believe, eh? That's huge. That's like um, over a million more than last year. It was bit it was it wasn't over a million, it's 800,000. Oh, sorry, I was That's sorry. Gotta have the Give info. or take a couple hundred thou. Sorry. Well, you, you can't be fo- throwing up phony information on the yeah, but podcast, Wacy. It wasn't phony. It was I wasn't wrong. According to Billy Melville, WPCA, it looks like things are on the rebound. The 2018 Canvas auction was a tremendous success with the fifth highest total in the 40-year history of the event, bringing in over 3.2 million dollars. And 12 drivers eclipsed the $100,000 mark. Nice. Total of 3.28. Eighth consecutive year, it cost over $2 million. Defending champion Kurt Benzmiller received a high bid of $130,000. Nice. $20,000 above. 2017's top bid of $110,000 for Kelly Sutherland. Low bid of the sale is $60,000, which is also $20,000. That's 20, really good. Yeah. yeah. Which is also $20,000 above 2017's low bid of $40,000. Mm-hmm. The median was $89,000. Up $22,750 from the median bid of twenty. 17 which was 66250. Hmm. So yeah, difference over 2017 815,500. Nice. That's a good good bump up, isn't it? 
8 Good for those wagon driver guys. Oh, it's great Perfect to see. Perfect for them. And how about this? The professional bull riders Getting in on it. bought a wagon. Yeah. Darcy Flat. Yeah, Chelsea was telling me about that. How neat is that? She walked that guy on stage, the guy and that then, they bought. Bam. PBR. Sean Gleese and Chad, uh, Chad Blankenship were up there. That's sweet that they bought. That's sweet they're in on the action. Yeah. I Isn't like that. that. Neat? Yeah, that's exciting. But it makes, and he makes a good point, like how they've had such a long partnership, like the Stampede yeah. and the PBR. And it makes oh, yeah. sense for the PBR too, gets their name out there and the oh, different yeah. platforms. And Heck yeah, it is. Smart guys. I like it. I'm a big fan. I'm excited about that. That's pretty cool. And I got to work the wagon. So for for Darcy, I got to make sure I have like the right tunes and the right like for the PBR wagon. Professional PBR, bull riders. Got a PBR song. Na na na, PBR, yeah. Woo. Well, there's bull riding. One. Let's go Fun. to the PBR. Fun. Let's bull go. riding. PBR, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Is that how it goes? I don't think that's the thing. Oh. What else? Yeah, tarp auction was awesome. PBR, the Calgary PBR, too. That was awesome, yes. Yeah. So great. Yeah, it was nice like, from my, my standpoint, I got to enjoy it as a spectator, and mm-hmm. it was really cool. It was mm-hmm. great group of fans, great group of bull riders. Awesome pen of bulls. I really liked the pen of bulls. Mm-hmm. They bucked, and I was pumped they rode 10. I was kind of yeah. nervous about that being a classic event, Yeah, but the guys showed up and made some good rides, and yeah. the crowd was really, really good. It had to be one of the best monster events you guys have had. Well, it's the first event ever to sell out the Agrium Western Event Center, which is now the Nutrien Western Event Center. Yep. But the first event to ever sell that building out, so that was pretty kick-ass. I think that's pretty cool, too. It's like a measuring stick for even the Stampede, or like yeah. people wanting to host events there, like what it's capable of. Oh, yeah. So I think now there's going to be more emphasis on trying to get more events in there like that. So I think yeah, could good be. job by the PBR to like... Set the, cool. set the bar, if you may, if you will. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great, great event. Lots of good times there. And then the ski race. Another ski dandy. Ski race was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah had a, good, a time. good time. But being a Sunday, it was like a little bit different. A different vibe. Yeah, it's like kind yeah. of like I was talking about. Yeah. It was like on a Saturday, everybody's there, like had a party and like everybody's on the sauce all day and like getting geared <laughs> up because you want to bath after like, oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And then on a Sunday, it's like, oh, well, already, for, even for me, well, even for me, tired. like, yeah, we were obviously all of us went out to ranchman's the night before. Official after party. Yeah. And then I don't know. I was just, I was tuckered out because it was a long weekend anyways. Yeah. But even like, yeah, it just was a different, it was fun. It was, I had a great time. Yeah, as per usual, but it just was diff- totally different vibe. Like, cause people got to work, and like I had school today, so I wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to Banff to go party, or you know what I mean. But it was, yeah, it was a good day. Had fun, raised some money for a good yeah. cause. And yeah, exactly. I don't have a number on that yet. I need to do that. It's also on my list for the rest of the day. Seems but. like everybody else had a good time. Oh yeah, bought a little silent auction item. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a new light fixture for the house. It's pretty nice. I bought something too. You did, yeah. You got the thing. But can we, can we talk about it yet or no? Oh yeah, I gave it to her on the way home last night. Oh nice. Boyfriend of the year. Oh nice. Yeah, she liked it. That's oh, awesome. Neat. Congrats. Thanks, man. Happy for you, too. Thanks, man. It's good. <laughs> Things are great. So that's where we... That brings us to today. Podcast Monday. number nine. <laughs> what is your hot takes on the weekend overall? Brock Radford might make his way back to the PBR's elite level. Mm-hmm. Next week... That's going to be Sioux Falls, I believe. Yeah, Sioux Falls month. is after the Easter break. Yeah, yeah. so Brock... will probably see Brock at Sioux Falls, which is kick Strong chance, because I read the article. It's like uh, 10 of the top 20 bullriders in the world are hurt right now. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's a pretty brutal stretch, though. They've been on the road for three straight months. Mm-hmm. So this one Day weekend in, off weekend, week, nice. weekend in, weekend out. Yeah. Rank I don't want to say brutal. It's just like, forget on those, that many bulls, though it is pretty brutal. Like, it's pretty crazy to get on that many bulls. Yeah. That, you know, that many weeks in a row. Well, and that, and All that the travel caliber of bulls lot. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a grind it's for sure. Total grind. But it's, it's funny though, like even like the amount of injuries that are happening and like injuries that guys can't compete through. Yeah. Yeah. Like games like getting knee, wiped out like the first thing and. and Oh, yeah. arms and shoulders and yeah, wrists and hands like just hopefully this break gives the guys a little bit of refresh yeah and gets it back on track 
I'd say. Well, uh, so Brock won Calgary, though. Yeah, he rode awesome. It was great. Yeah, yeah I was talking with a couple people, and they didn't really like his matchup in the first round. Oh, really? So they, that bull is apparently pretty tough to get by. But Yeah, he's not easy. Yeah, and Brock sucked all over him. That was a really good ride. Yeah. That's the way Brock, ri- do? Brock rides that way anyways. He's a gritty guy. He will puts out a lot more effort than most people going down the road these days. I'm going to look and see how my picks did. First picks of the year, right? Second for you. Did, I did Lethbridge one day. First day, yep. Aaron Roy. He stayed that on. One. That was good. That was a good ride, too. Yeah. That was awesome. I got to post that here soon. Yeah. Aaron Roy got a score. Lonnie West. That was a bad. Well, I that wasn't a bad pick. pick. It just, he just didn't stay on. Lonnie just needed to grow his hair out again. And yeah, let good it to ride. Go. Yeah. What else we got? Jared fell off. He was one of your picks. Oh, he did fall off. Brock stayed on. He was one of your picks. Yeah, he did. So Lonnie fell off. Brock, so I'm one for three. And then Jake Gardner, I picked Happy Camp. He started a hell of a ride. He did start. So I told him to prove me wrong. And I was hoping he, I really was hoping he was he on would. the right track. Because he, yeah, he took that bull to like four like, and a half, five. Oh no, like six, I think. Like he had a seat, I thought. And he made like two or three, or three or four corners, maybe. Yeah, could have been maybe yeah, more than that. That was pretty good. Yeah. So that's one, two, three, four. So I was four for seven. Who were your other one. two? Aaron, Lonnie, Brock, Jake, which I bet on Happy Camper, Parsnip on Midnight Rain. Zane on the silence. Oh, yeah. That was, was an underrated ride. ride. Like I really liked that bull. That was a really good bull ride. Then I had Jordan Hansen, too. That really messed that, up. That bull pitched. That bull he got on. Yeah. That Muley thing. That was yeah. a really good bull. That was, that was one, of, one of Burks, too. Yeah, Don and Burke Rams. They had yeah. a bunch of good bulls there that night. Yeah. So four for seven. Not bad. Good job, man. Not bad. But yeah. Okay, we got to wrap this up because we got to keep rolling here. So that's segment number one. We'll be back right after this. With Shane Hanchy. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. Our guest today on episode number nine already, a Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey, Shane Hanchy. Shane, uh, tell us where you are today. Yeah, we're, we're up here in uh, Pilot Point, Texas. We're just hanging out. I'm hanging out up here with my girlfriend, Taylor. So we're just uh, just enjoying the week off, Easter, and then we'll be headed down to, to Semi for the Ram National Circuit Finals. Tell me about the Cowboy Journal. You're behind it, and I don't think a lot of people maybe know that. Yeah, that's that's my baby. And I wanted us to have somewhere we can tell people really how it is at the end of the day. You know, whether people don't know you know if we're driving all night from Pinoca to Cody Wyoming or to Greeley and, and everybody sees us on TV for them 10 days out of the year or a few days on, on during Calgary or Houston and they just think that we live a, 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 a easy road to, to these to these big rodeos and they, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is they don't realize what we go through day in and day out and I wanted a place where us contestants had a voice and we told real raw stories you know and, and truthful and, and emotional and Man, I just kind of modeled it after that and took it into the players, like to, where where the competitors are writing the stories. Not really, but but really, you know, we we I've got a great writer that um, calls you and, and uh, talks to you for a few hours, and he puts it in your words, and it makes it makes the fans feel that much closer to the Cowboys and Cowgirls that are part of rodeo. You know, what's the reaction been like for it so far? Man, honestly, uh, it's been great. We've had a lot of positive feedback. People seems like every post we have on on social media has been, man, we're 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 looking forward to reading more stories, or we can't wait for part two or part three. I mean, people have really grabbed a hold of it, you know. And, and I just really think it's because they can feel us, you know, that much closer to them. Um, we can relate to them a lot easier than than just the typical, you know, what's your favorite rodeo, where where. Where have you been lately? Type type of a you know interview, but but you know with my website and these podcasts, you can kind of get a glimpse of who we really are as people and, and get to know us. I agree. This is this is kind of what gets me excited about the podcast and the, and the you know and what you're doing. Like it's it's cool stuff and it, and people are seeing it a lot. It's like you said, you had tell me about the numbers from the from the American with the story with Haley Kinsel and then years yeah. about Riata. Like their numbers have been nuts. Yeah, man. So the numbers have been have been really great. Um, 
we, we decided to launch that story about Haley Kinzel the night before um, the American. That was in, you know, February 24th. I mean, we launched around 11 o'clock at night, uh, but nobody really knew about it until the next morning. And so um, w- within 12 hours of people reading that story, we've had over, we had over 25,000 views on the website. And so with that being said, just that was, you know, February 25th, but, but just in the month of March, we, we've rolled out, you know, probably three or four different stories, different content. And, you know, since March 1st, we've had over 38,000 views on, on the website. I really think, Ted, and you'll, you'll agree with this, too, we'll, ne- we'll never run out of content. We'll never run out of things to talk about because so many things in this way of life, this side of the Western industry has been untold to an extent that I, I really I really think that it'll be it'll be awesome. Well, and the thing, the thing about our content, too, is the more of those stories we tell and the more people that they reach, the more people know about what we're doing and the, and the more connection people have with our athletes and the more, you know, the more it builds everything up, like it's just, I, I think it's nothing but good. I'm, I'm really thrilled to see what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Oh, I appreciate it, man. What's it like running this business though at the same time? Like it's a whole nother venture for you too. Oh man. Yeah, dude, for sure. Like I've got, um, we've got, I've got four partners on this Cowboy Journal. I mean, obviously I couldn't do this on myself. My rider, um, we've got Matt Cohen on board, the photographer. We have another uh, consultant on board from New York city that worked, uh, for time, time inked for 25 years of marketing and stuff so, so i've got a pretty good team i've got put together but at, at, at first you know i mean it was it was tough to get it going but at the end of the day i i make my money roping calves and so i've got to make sure that i draw a fine line between that business and roping calves and i can never take away from roping calves for right now although the, the reason i started this is because I, I wanted people to know that hey man i I've got more plans than just roping calves my whole life, and and when I'm done roping calves, I'm not just gonna fade away into the sunset. I want I want to leave my mark on rodeo, and hopefully people go back and say, man, you know, uh, Hanchi was a, was a great calf roper, but what he did for the sport was was even better, you know. Oh, I totally get it, man. That's the that's kind of the legacy, right? Like you can rope calves as good as you want, and you can be a you know win the world as many times as you want, but like it, it's kind of it kind of goes back to how you treated people and what you what you gave the sport. I think that's that's what you're saying. I think right. Yeah, exactly. I want people to, to understand that, you know, what, what I gave back and what, what I op- what doors I opened to this to this world was, was a lot more than a lot more meaningful than what I've ever won. You know, money money will get spent and these buckles will get outdated. And so, you know, as long as people realize, you know, what I've tried to do to move the sport forward, I think that's that's really what I'm open for. And what what all are you looking to achieve from the, the website and the podcast? You know, I never I never even thought about revenue really when I started this. I just I was so deeply concerned and so deeply motivated for us to have a voice and for us to be able to tell our stories how we want to tell them that, that I really never even thought about revenue or, or selling it or anything. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, the, the same motive that, that I had when I woke up and when I wanted to start this deal in 2016, I have today. I just I want people to realize what we go through day in and day out, good or the bad or, you know, or the, or the ugly. I want, I want them to realize that, man, we're, we're real people, too, and we're professional athletes and, and and along them lines but as far as the future i just want to continue to grow it and whatever happens happens you said you started doing this in 2016 i want to know about uh about what the process of getting it all going has been like first thought of it uh, i'll really go in, in depth with y'all about how i thought about this so after the nfr in 2016 you know like you said from christmas you know from the nfr to christmas is really our our off season so i've got a few weeks in between i'm just really just kind of not doing anything that has anything to do with roping or rodeo or anything i'm just pretty much relaxing and letting everything you know 
kind of soak in what transpired that year. So I'm sitting there at my house, and, and I come across this article from Richard Sherman. Um, you know, he's a he's an NFL football player down here, and he's uh, he's really outspoken. He went to Stanford, which is a, a really smart school, and he uh, he put this he put this letter on on uh, this this website called the Players Tribune, and it, and the letter was titled "Why I Hate Thursday Night Football." And so I read this letter, Ted, and I'm thinking, okay, he, he's he's griping, he's complaining about getting one a paycheck for sure when he shows up to the game, but two, he he's getting paid by all these big time endorsements because he's a, a a great player, but he's bitching about not having that extra day to recover his body, not having that extra day to to rest up. And I'm thinking, man, if you knew what we go through, not just me, but if you knew what the bull riders go through, bareback riders. And, and we don't get paid to show up. We just we just go up there and, and pray to God that we draw a good horse or a good calf and, and show out on them and get paid a couple thousand bucks. If you knew what we went through, I don't think he'd be complaining as much as he is. So, anyways, long story short, I, I read that and I thought, man, uh, rodeo's got to have a platform to where they can tell people what we go through. And so that that night, I, I don't even know. I, I called my sister. I told her I had an idea. Then, then the first person I called was Jay Adams. I, uh, I've got a very good relationship with Jay, and he, he's the CEO and founder of Beck Sunglasses. And I pitched him that idea, and he said, man, it'll 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 work. You'll hit it out the park. And so I then knew that I would need some photos. So I called Matt Cohen and I asked him about it. He said, dude, it'd be great. And so I kind of got on board with him. And then he got me introduced to Logan, who's our writer and our editor and one of the co-founders. And so he, we just kind of started working, man. Like I remember just talking to him for hours at a time in January, February, 2017. And um, just hoping we could get it launched. And, and sure enough, you know, 11 months later, we, we launched it at the NFR and we had four stories launched that day. I remember, uh, Ted, when, when the designer who designed our website, I was just, nervous as hell and so i was asking her i said you know how many views should i be expecting you know and not not for it to be a, a total failure and she said you know what she said i think after uh two weeks of having your website up if you have you know fifteen thousand page views you'll you, you'll be getting somewhere you, you'll you'll need to be pleased with that and i said okay so ted we launched it then four stories um and, and six hours later, we had 28,000 page views. So that might, that got me feeling like, man, this, this could really go somewhere, you know? <laughs> man, that's impressive. That's a ton. I, I remember seeing it that day. And I remember you guys teased the like the announcement, right? Like I knew mm-hmm. something was coming and we knew it was, you know, kind of on the way. Let's go back to that day and what was going on. You were competing that day too. Like how, how does all that fit in? Like you're, you've got a rope of calf and got a, you know, you're running at like $26,000 a night and you're, uh, you're launching your site too, which were you more excited for? Yeah, dude, really, like, at the end of the day, I think it's people hungry. I mean, they, they, they would figure out that, man, I don't put too much pressure on myself as far as, like, the day of, especially, like, the NFR. I just kind of take that same mindset. I, I, I take it every calf during the year, whether it's at Wainwright or Pinocchio or even Merritt, British Columbia. I just kind of, I mean, if I have a good calf, I expect to win. If I don't, I need to stay in the open. And, and uh, so that day, I mean, I was so excited about launching the site. I, uh, you know, we knew we was going to launch it, you know, a few weeks before that. So I didn't schedule any autographs signings i uh we kind of just stayed around the, the hotel room and we launched it and we kind of just started watching the numbers grow and watch people start sharing it on facebook and instagram and twitter and man it, it was uh it was awesome and so it made with with the numbers coming in and, and and the website being such a big hit so early it was easy for me to go rope that night i was i was excited well what's your favorite story been on the site so far what and because you've probably learned a lot 
from reading all these pieces and, and having them come in, like you're probably learning a lot as you go as well. Honestly, probably the most emotional, touching one that I've read um, was the Mary Walker story, just because I didn't really know all that detail about Reagan's wreck and her losing her, her only child and stuff. And so when, when she told that, um, you know, she had never told anybody that, you know, that she went in the hospital room and, and uh, talked to him, you know, before they unplugged the machine and stuff. So that, that's freaking moving, man. That's a, that's that's tough. And so all the stories have been unique. You know, I think J.W. Harris announcing that he's foregoing the PBR, his PBR career and going back to rodeo. And I think people really love that one. Just kind of all of them are different. We did a three-part series with Tyler Pearson and Kyle Irwin because they own that horse. And I remember Kyle come up to me at a rodeo this winter and I said, man, how, you know, how's the story going? He said, man, good. I've talked to Logan, your rider. And he said, I'll be honest with you. There's some things in this story that my parents don't know about i'm kind of hesitant they don't know i sold that car in college to, to get entry fee money and so that, that's just pretty cool that people are, are able to open up like that and, and uh, admit the stuff that they've never even told their parents you know that's pretty awesome yeah yeah i have a platform for them to just like kind of say whatever they need to say without having to think about it. it's pretty cool yeah but uh part of what i wanted to do with this show and and ask people about was what we need to do for rodeo and bull riding and you know the pbr i would have to say is a little bit ahead of the game as far as the big time media like we got we're getting some pretty cool media stuff on the go right now and like people know about what is going on and you know the iron cowboy like you were probably you'd have been in, in the short round in san antonio the night before so you wouldn't have been at the iron cowboy but there was like that you know, actually, I just talked to Sean about it the other day. He was at the tarp auction here in Calgary. And like, I kind of figured a while back, but I confirmed with him. I was like, Sean, that's probably the most live attended Western sports exclusive event ever anywhere. If if you take out the concert aspects of Houston and, you know, for just a Western sports event, and I know you're a bull, bull riding fan too. You're all, you're helping on any, anytime you can on the bull riding side of things. But like, you know, and, and I'm not taking away, I don't want to take away from Houston or anywhere else that has a big, big show with a big crowd at a, at a rodeo. But like for Western sports, only 46,000 people were at the at Cowboy Stadium on Saturday night before the, the day before the American. Like, I, I don't I don't think anything compares to that for just a, oh, just a yeah, Western but, sports event, right? Yeah, it can't. I mean, I don't think there's no way. I, and, and I talked to Flint the day of the American and, and asked Flint how he was feeling. He said, dude, I'm the sore sucker. He said, we had 47,000 people in here last night, and it was rocking. And I could not believe it, man. I, I, that's awesome, you know. But, you know, I, at the end of the day, Ted, rodeos like Houston that's got these concerts. Look, I love Rodeo Houston. It's It's 90 miles from my house. But are you kidding me? It still pays fifty thousand dollars as much money as they make from them concerts. That's a damn joke. No, the, like, but at the, yeah. it, I mean, all, all we are said is an opening act for the concert. Which at the same time, I mean, I, look, I'm totally. I, I love Rodeo Houston. I won it in 2011, and we're in the buffer right now. I'm grateful for what I've won there and how much I've won there. But we, we got to start stepping stuff up, man. Just like the PBR, they they give away a million dollars a year in the, for the world champions and and stuff like that. But Rodeo Houston, perfect example. We, we're going at three days in our pool for three thousand bucks at the most. We got four days at Calgary for fifty five hundred. Yeah, and a hundred thousand I mean, at the end. It just, I mean, a hundred thousand at the end. I mean, at, at the end of the day, Rodeo Houston. But you know what? I mean, I'm really opening it up to y'all because this is really my first podcast. But I, and I'll be hitting on these things frequently when I uh, start my own podcast. Hopefully, but Rodeo Houston has no reason to step up, Ted. They they don't need to. 
do. We're, they're getting the top guys no matter what. I mean, so why why do they need to step up if we're going to keep coming no matter what? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and they're already one of the biggest. Like they're already the biggest paying rodeo mm-hmm. down down there, right? But they're they're really doing it. Like they talk. Even San Antonio is another one. Like, and I I got to see San Antonio for the first time this year, and I was kind of I wasn't super impressed. I'm not going to lie. Like I I'd say that to whoever puts on the rodeo. Like you guys got a cool show. Like it's pretty good. You got a pretty good rodeo but like not everybody's there for the rodeo like like exactly what you said the rodeo is the opening act for the concert and it's not mm-hmm. you know i got nothing against those guys and i'm not trying to be like i'm my intention is not to be negative i'm i'm stating what i've what i'm experiencing at these shows yeah. where, where one thing that sean gleason said that we you know sean was who i mentioned earlier about the about the forty six thousand and mm-hmm. the most, most attended live western event right but one thing that the pbr has done with the concert aspect of things is they put the concert first. The The PBR isn't promoting a concert and putting it at the end, and it's not about, you know, we're going to have Steven Tyler at, at the PBR World Finals and have him at the end, and people are going to show up halfway through, right? Like, the PBR, the bull riding is the main event, right? The concert is the yeah. opening act for the for the bull riding. And I, and I wasn't so sure, sure on that off the bat. We uh, I, I've been to Brazil a number of times. It's kind of going, like, off topic a little bit, but... In Brazil, it's uh, it's it's like Houston, where they have the bull riding and then the concert. But but there, the concerts go to like three or four o'clock in the morning. So like they're like the after show almost. Like they're not even the the bull riding still the main event, right? But but like I I really have to say that 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 putting the concert first, if there is one, you know, Dennis Quaid was at the at the one at Arlington there, but he wasn't a huge draw really for for what they're selling. Like they're not going to sell an extra twenty thousand tickets for. For him, no, no offense to Dennis Quaid yeah. either, right? But but I really, yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. I think where where the rodeo at the, some of those shows is 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 an opening act. Thirty thousand people at the American on Sunday too, which was probably one of the most live attended rodeos ever too. I love these kind of conversations, right? Like I feel like we don't have these very much. Like this is this is what I love about these podcasts is being able to do this and share it with everyone. Like you could you could almost turn your uh, all your stories into into audio form. Like they could be reading out their story, yeah. or you probably already have the audio from from these these stories. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, it's funny you said that. We've actually, we've actually, we've actually been kind of messing around with that, and like, um, we're we're thinking about integrating like an audio clip on the story. Like, if it's something that, um, you know, they didn't mention in the story, but but we got on on recording from him listening to him was, you know, would be pretty cool to hear. I mean. Um, I, I really think we're we're trying to we're kind of dipping into that, and I think that'd be a really cool, real cool aspect of it. But yeah, like you said, like we don't ever have the chance to sit down and talk for ten or fifteen minutes when we're at the rodeos, or when I know when I'm up there in Canada, I'm always either going to another one or coming from one, so I'm always pretty busy. But man, this this podcast deal has really opened up uh, my eyes to what can get accomplished as far as you know communication and and people. Uh, I, I'm like you, man. I want to hear people's different you know aspects or comments on 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 how the rodeo world could be fixed or better or worse you know I, i'm open for any and all suggestions at all times so i just looked up the cowboy com. so we already have the wrangler network we already have the cowboy journal we got everything cowboy we got the pbr mm-hmm. you know but i just i had this idea it's been it's been around in my head for a while um but i so i wanted to buy i wanted to buy the domain the cowboy com. And then bring everything mm-hmm. together. Like Matt Merritt has a podcast now. You've got the Cowboy Journal. We've got all these things on the go. And make one thing like we the Cowboy Network could be like the rodeo rodeo news central or something like that or you know. And bring everything together. Yeah, right? Like I, I'd, I'd like to work it all together. Man, I think a network would be so great for for us, you know, like you're saying, to to join join forces and, and go to one 
one like a one stop shop, you know, to, to listen to the Cowboy Journal podcast or or your podcast or you know Matt's or whatever. I think I think it'd be great. I, I honestly I, I pitched that to Matt Cohen and Matt Cohen said, "Man, a network would be outstanding." I just think anywhere that we could go to and and be the center point, you know. I'm a podcast guy, though, Ted. I listen to probably three or four a day, you know, when I'm, especially when I'm driving. I, I, I'm subscribed to a lot of podcasts, a lot of sports-related stuff, so I'm totally on board with podcasts. What do you? What, what else do you like listen to for podcasts? What are your What are your shows that you're already into? Man, I, I listen to Colin Cowherd every day. Um, he's from up in Washington. He's got a sports deal, and then I listen to Bill Simmons on the Ringer. Um, stuff like that, and then out kick the coverage with Clay Travis. He's kind of he's a little out there. I, I like the Monday Morning Quarterback with with Peter King and and uh, the Rosillo Show with Ryan Rosillo. It's it's all sports related more or less, but man, it's just something that I listen to and like like this. Like I I, I love to be on this call so I can get a feel for podcasts. But you know them guys are like top tier podcasters. They've been doing it for years and they've got the they've got the the deal mail to a T, but but uh, I mean it's just something that I like to listen to, and I love sports, so it ties in perfect with with uh, you know my interests. Oh, and all those podcasts, they probably sound really good, but also they're great content. Like there's some, there's stuff that's going to entertain you and inform you. Like you like the content more, and even with with this one, you probably were engaged by what we were talking about, even though it wasn't super. It might not have been exactly pertaining to what you're after, but like if we talk about the bigger <laughs> stuff, like with with yourself, this is gonna be one of our bigger shows. I'm thinking, because we're gonna, you know, we have you on the show. You're a, uh, you won the world in 2013, got two Canadian titles, the ERA title. Like, you're one of the biggest fish in the game. I want to say, or like the biggest personalities in the whole Western sports business. So, this. This well, makes yeah, it a bit more I, I, bigger for us, right? Yeah, no, that's great, and I appreciate the opportunity. But yeah, you're you're exactly right. Like when I first started listening to y'all's podcast, really, I didn't know what the content was going to be, but I knew I knew you, and you know, I formed a friendship with you, you know, from years back and stuff. And so I wanted to check it out and see what it's about because I knew that I was interested in starting a podcast of my own. And so just from there, I mean, I'm just just like you said, yeah, them podcasts I listen to daily, they. Oh, they sound great. You know, they, they've got the ads and they've got, I mean, I think they're really rolling as far as, you know, making money on their, on their podcast and stuff. But, but at the end of the day, it's the content that I like to enjoy. And, and, you know, I listen to, you know, about the NFL draft coming up. That's what the big, the big talk is, you know, around the, the South is the NFL draft coming up and all the kids coming out of college and stuff like that. So I try to get up on all that and, you know, I, I live my life through this windshield, you know. I mean, I'm only home a little bit out of time, but, but um, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I like you said, I have a, uh, I have a different personality. I feel than just everybody else, you know, that rodeos for a living. I mean, I don't really, I, I've never drank, you know, and I don't really party, but, but I have a different personality, you know. Oh, I, I definitely know, but I like, I like, uh, I like what you're doing though, and I like that your goals are to have to have that, uh, you know, that legacy, like you, you know, and you're not even doing it for the legacy. I don't, I don't think you're doing it cause you want to help cha- change and make, make the sport better, right? Like you want to make it, we're in this, you and I are in the same boat. We want to make things better. We want to see things grow. Like, like I, I told on one of the first podcasts you, you, well, you probably ended up listening to it, but, but what I, I want to see happen is I want to see our rodeo cowboys at that elite high level and that elite, uh, you know, like like a guy like Richard Sherman, like people, everybody, a lot of people know who that guy is, right? Like he, uh, he, people know, people know who the top athletes in the world are, right? Like Ty Murray's a, uh, one of the top names, you know, yeah, for sure. 
like the like the, that kind of that kind of level. Casey Tibbs, like the guys that were on the cover of Time magazine, and they're on the cereal boxes, and they're like the they're the real big time athletes. Like I think we're we're a little bit behind in that in that right now, and I think we need to get back there. And then I want to see us go even further, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I want to do. Like I honestly, like like you said, you hit the right the head. I don't really care if people like me or don't like me, or, or I just want them to respect that what we're trying to do, sport, what we're trying to bring, how we're trying to promote these guys, how we're trying to promote ourselves. And I mean, look, dude, the followers will come. I think if we if y'all keep dishing out this kind of content, your your podcast is going to grow, and, and then hopefully it's the same with mine. You know. Oh yeah, well we're gonna keep going on her, man, and yeah, and yeah, I look forward to when you guys get yours going too. So tell us how the year's going this year so far. We haven't even gotten into that so far. We I and mean, we almost we almost don't even need to. We've kind of got we've kind of got most of it all like the what we wanted to talk about covered, but we better just touch on that a little bit if uh, since we got to yeah, well, man, uh, the year's been good. I mean, honestly, uh, 2017 NFR didn't go as planned. I mean, I, I really. Uh, I really had a good feeling going into that week. I, I thought uh, Bam down the horse I rode. I thought he was going to be one of the best ones there. I kind of just got off on the wrong foot. Um, I started like playing it safe, didn't take too many chances. And so I kind of learned from that, and I, I told myself, man, look, you know, the end goal for everybody, it seems, at this level is the world title. You know, being able to, to, to get that in 2013, the old thing is so true. You know, one's not enough, and it really isn't. And so, you know, I just told myself that I wanted to start taking more chances, uh, being a little bit more aggressive. Like, instead of, uh, if I have a calf that I know I can win third on, instead of going win third on that calf, try to win first on him. You know, just stuff like that. And, man, it really it really helped. I mean, like, um, I was able to win the first round at Fort Worth, and then I went up there the next day to Denver, and I tied one six nine and tied the arena record. And, um and then I ended up winning Denver that weekend. I come back and made the short round of Fort Worth and come from a fifth or sixth call to win the short round and win the average. So I won Denver and Fort Worth within about four days apart. And uh, they said I was the first calf ever since 2002 to do it. And, man, it just had had my confidence so high that I was just literally, I was just like, let's let's run these sunbucks every day. I'm, I'm ready for money. And, um it's kind of cooled off since then, obviously. I mean, uh, I've got 38,001 right now, and it's, it's the most I've ever had at this time. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the spring and, and the summer. And Man, I have I feel like I have three of the best horses that anybody could ask for. And so I'm just I'm looking forward to, to a full summer with three great horses and seeing how much we can win. I, I got to thinking here more that I, 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 I like hearing the rodeo stuff, but the other stuff is like a lot more fun. It's a lot more engaging, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it seems like this is the same stuff i've talked about to all everyone. winter but yeah. i mean I, well it, i really i really did kind of go a little deeper with y'all but but yeah um i've never really told anybody how i felt about the nfr obviously everybody knows it's only one seventy thousand, so they assume that i didn't do what i wanted to do but yeah no i really uh, i really didn't take as many chances as i should have and i regretted it yeah wait so you got anything you want to ask definition oh what? yeah that's their staple of the show. My definition of cowboy shit? Yes, sir. It's easy, man. It's it's what the cowboys are talking about. Oh, that's a good one. It's what the it's what the what the real cowboys are talking about. Yeah. Just like just like what you're doing with your uh with your site too, I guess. Hey, it's real the real shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is I mean, often duplicated or what what is the what is the quote? Often imitated, never duplicated. Never duplicated. There you go. Yeah. That's us. I like it. So the so the cowboy journal 
is the definition of cowboy shit. There you I go. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it a lot, Shane. All right, buddy. Okay, All man. Right, see y'all later. This is episode number nine. Episode number nine of Cowboy Shit, Ted and Wacy, coming to you live from the Everything Cowboy World Headquarters in Calgary, Alberta. Station B, Section M. Kitchen. (laughs) In the kitchen. In the studio kitchen, in front of a live studio audience. Our live studio audience isn't here this week. A couple plants. No live. There's Jen's not here. Jen's not here. She's her usual only live studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> then we have some that just kind of walk by. The riffraff. And we just we just wave at them. Just oh hey, the local, Hi. the EC headquarters riffraff. The riffraff. We had some people around this week. <laughs> I was glad I wasn't at the house this weekend. Hey, but the good thing they left pizza and mini eggs. I brought those. I got those oh. for Easter from the in-laws. Oh, Easter's not till the weekend. But I'm oh, not. Cool, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to drum for Air. this weekend. Yeah, my brother's coming out on Thursday. Oh, the golden boy. Yeah, the fucking golden child's back in town, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Wacy, child number two. But I was born first. I'm actually number three because my sister is even further ahead of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's whatever. I've gotten used to it. That's fine. So I there got you the are. Mini, they're my they're my mini eggs. Okay. What about the the bunny? That's mine also. That's your bunny. Hands okay. off. And don't eat my chocolate. I have a question. Don't even think about it. It's an edgy question. A what edgy? It's edgy. Well, it's not really edgy. It's controversial. Uh oh. It's a it's a forty six twenty controversy. Uh oh. So I had two boxes <laughs> of craft dinner in the cupboard. Oh really? And they're gone. Both of them are gone? Yeah. I didn't even know the last time I cooked those when it was. When did they go missing? Like two weeks ago. Because they're like new box I'd recently purchased. And I went to go make craft dinner. And and they were gone. gone, And I was very not happy. Dun, 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 dun. I was super upset. I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't me. Because I haven't cooked that stuff in a long time. That's fine. Are you sure we didn't cook it all together and we all ate it? No. Because there was a time when I ate some. That wasn't that time. Did you make it that time? I made one box. Did did you give me some of it? Oh, yeah. Because we had craft dinner and chicken nuggets for supper one night. <laughs> it's not quite like the brisket or rib nights, eh? It's good. When Wacy cooks, it's a little different. I do good. I do. I that's cook. not. I do better sometimes. <laughs> I do good sometimes. Except the chicken that time was a little raw. Yeah, she. Ah, uh, that was. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Ooh. it. I usually do a good job. <laughs> it was. It was pretty good. Wacy cooked chicken nuggets and crazy, but I don't know where that went. That's fine. I just, wanted, I just wanted to. The, I just wanted to bring the local riffraff. What happened? Stay tuned. Craft dinner. The case of craft dinner remains open. Who done it? The craft dinner case. Who done it? Who done did it? Could have been anybody though. Literally, like Monty no, even stopped funny. by here one time when I wasn't even here. I was. It was Were you fu- here that time? Oh, okay, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Because me and Chelsea were here yeah. watching a movie in my room, like downstairs. We're, yeah, we were probably napping at some point, but I, we were like laying in my room, and then someone comes downstairs and turns the shower on, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> he <laughs> said, like, "No." I was like, Ted, was. "Ted's not here." Because you, where were you? You're in Arlington. I was somewhere. I think you're in Arlington. I think that's when oh, you're at that the weekend? American. I think so. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so you're not. And then I was like, "Well, if Ted's in Arlington. That means Jesse's still there too." Yeah. So it couldn't have been them. And Megan wasn't home. And I was like, "Okay, well, maybe it was just somebody." So I didn't investigate. Just kind of kept. We were watching Princess Bride. Great film. <laughs> Watch that. Didn't want to leave. Oh, man. Then the person just left, and they literally just came and like did a shower and left. It was yeah. It was Monty. Just. <laughs> He just came. Yeah. He just came by and just showered. Just stopped. Just because it was the day, it was the day after Claire's home. It was the day of the of the American. Really? Yeah. Because he stopped in and no way. He like, afterwards like because I, I had my phone on like do not disturb or whatever so I wasn't getting notifications and I look at the group our group chat and Monty is texting like is anybody at HQ and like 
stopped in, just had a shower, nobody was home. And I was like, dude, I was totally home the whole time. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like wondering like what was going on. He probably came here and he probably ate your craft dinner while he was having a shower. He probably couldn't craft dinner. Hey, maybe. I'm going to guess. I don't think he ate two boxes. Signs point to that. I don't think he's going to eat two boxes though. <laughs> the KD bandit. I'm going to have to ask him. <clears throat> but yeah, that was a funny story. And I assumed that he, that the person came in peace because they used the shower. So they obviously knew the house. Because <laughs> so, I remember you mentioned that because we talked about this before and you thought, like, so what if it was like a robber? But I was like, well, like, but he knows where the shower is. So it's all good. Yeah. I mean, if it was a robber, he just robbed us from a shower. Some of my, sham- some some of my shampoo. shampoo. <laughs> some of my old spice. <laughs> oh my God. Body wash. Oh, but yeah, that was, that's, that's funny. funny. I, like, I like that story. So it could have been any one of the number of people that have been here in the last while. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of it. Or I'll just... Well, it's only like a dollar for a box of Yeah, candy. a little bit. think go I get handle more. that. It wasn't me, honestly. I don't know what That's happened. That's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm not mad. If anything, you probably owe me for all the ribs I bought lately. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to get into the, the <laughs> game of who owes what. I'm just wondering where the KD went. <laughs> yeah, she gone. Okay, we really haven't accomplished much in this segment so far. Which is good storytelling. Yeah, story time. This is story time. Ted and Wacy. Yeah, how about our little... Chit chat with old Shane Hainchy oh, man. There. Some good stuff. That was stuff, good, man. yeah. I'm really a big fan of that Cowboy Journal, what he's doing. Yeah, it's cool. Because like, it? he, he touched on it being similar to the Players Tribune, and I'm, yeah. I love, but well, I send you those articles all the time. Oh, yeah. I yeah, love, there was one, that one with Clint Millarchuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. That was, I love that, that stuff, great. man. I'm a huge fan. There's a cool one today, Alex Petrangelo. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess he lost a, like his, oh, child's carriage. Yeah, day, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, so that stuff's not every day to read, but it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. The Jason Zucker one was really good, too. Hmm. Yeah, big fan. So I like that Shane's doing one for our way of life and our for people. the Cowboys, eh? Yeah. Well, and JB was actually on the players' trip. Yeah, last year in New York, too, wasn't he? Yeah, last year yeah. in New York. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. So Shane, though, yeah, we talked ERA and we talked uh, rodeo. We talked new WCRA. We talked. We didn't really even talk pro rodeo very much. Talked about Cowboy, Houston Cowboy Journal. Let's talk more about the Houston thing, having the concerts and, and not, and they haven't raised their prize money up for so long. But people keep still keep going, and they still are one of the biggest shows, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, do they ever really have to put more money into it? Like they could just kind of stay how they are. Like what? Are, what do they? Do they need to? They don't really need to, do they? I don't know. I think, like Shane touched on, like it's people are still going to go and they're still going to top names. Yeah. So what's forcing them to change? Yeah. But I feel like if the Cowboys come together and maybe made a stand towards it, but they yeah. wouldn't really gain it because they just get the next. That's the hard thing about that. Like I remember. Yeah. I guess to share like a similar experience on my end of things, like like the CCA, they wanted to get a two bullfighter rule. Yeah. And like there was a cha- time when we were going to boycott the board. Right, we weren't going weren't to enter. Yeah. And then we tried it and we still got those ca- couple of guys who just would enter mm-hmm. and then it, it would just, they wouldn't care. It didn't work. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's got to be a whole collective, but I think at some point they got to up the prize money. Cause like, I even, like so, just yeah. even like with inflation in real life, like, Oh yeah, and Houston has been fifty thousand for quite a while, I think now. Hey, yeah, you they? can't really do much with fifty thousand these days in in the big well, picture. I could, but well, so could I. But you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, what I, you know what I mean. Like just in in context of like the way big the world is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. And even like, is there going to come to time when Calgary ups their money even more? You think? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the next step for them is. Yeah, because they're like, like, they're, they're a hundred thousand, and then they're twenty five thousand for second, right? Yeah. So, so like, I mean, big places like that got to be knocking on the door for. Because they've been that way for at least. They've been there at a hundred thousand for over ten years. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, and Houston still hasn't jumped up to even that out either. No, hey? so yeah. So I, I don't know. I like they say, it's or like, you know, like like Shane said, like they're gonna they're, keep going. It's gonna it's gonna. I don't see it changing anytime soon. But I think that but it, hey, c- it could. But speaking of that though, with the WCRA, maybe 
Maybe it'll push them, or maybe that'll be part of their event. Maybe the WCRA will be one of their event. Like all right, because the, Houston's Houston will be an event. independent. Yeah, maybe they'll all come together. Maybe Calgary will be part well, of this. Well, we talked about that. Like how yeah. that would be good, like for that to happen. I think so because I think yeah. they could run all these big rodeos. I think that's the thing about what could happen is they could make the how the PBR has their premier tour. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the WCRA could do that for rodeo. Yeah, and then you vision. can work your your smaller circuit rodeos as your feeder yeah, system. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's maybe the perfect. entire PRCA ends up being like that. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So. And speaking of the PRCA, we haven't talked to anybody from them for quite a while either. We should probably talk to the CEO at take. some point. Yeah. Maybe that's one of our next episodes. Could be. Our home for a couple of weeks now too, so we could probably do that. Oh yeah, you're. Yeah, right. You're around for a while. A little bit now. Cool. Okay, so we're already ten minutes in, so. We just got to do one more thing, and then we'll wrap this episode up. That's the Team Canada report. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Team Canada. Yeah. Abroad. What's up? Here's what we have. I have my notes right Tell here. Tell the people. So this is our, this is our pretty much our only segment of the show where we talk about this Results. Kind of thing. If you don't know. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> in the bareback riding, Oren Larson... Number eight in the world, 27,000. Nice. The OJ. Just won a bunch of money in Austin. 27,000 yeah. on the year. Luke Creasy, number 10, 26,000 on the year. Clint Lay's 15th, 21 grand. We've got three bareback riders in the top 15. How cool is that? Nine plus is 50 Gino from How cool Houston. Is that? Yeah, that, we haven't talked about that today. Hey, hey. Last episode was the last week at Houston. So That's yeah. a whole lot of pesos. 50 grand. So actually, Clint Lay's won over $100,000 this year already. Nice. Good job, US, man. Because he won 50 in Houston. So that puts him up to seventy-one plus ten thousand in Fort Worth. So he's going to eighty thousand. Nice. So a hundred thousand Canadian, which is pretty good. Cash Good job. It's only March. Good job, Clint. Okay, then we have uh, so that we got three there, and then we got Curtis Cassidy second in the Bulldog. He's got thirty-five thousand one. He just won a bunch of money in uh, in Austin. Scott Ginthner, number nine in the world, twenty-two thousand on the year. Tanner Mullins, thirty-ninth, ninety-two hundred dollars. And the Bronc riding got another two in the top fifteen. Clay Elliott just won Austin. Eighth in the world, twenty-nine thousand on the year. Zeke Thurston's ninth. He's got twenty-seven grand. Leighton Green, he's 36. Dawson Hay just won some money in Austin. Son of the legendary Odd Hay. Yes. 45th in the world. Tyrell Larson's 40th. In the barrel racing car in Posbon, also did well in Austin. Everybody's doing well in Austin. Canadians like Austin. They did well in Austin this year. She's 15th in the world. 15th in the barrel racing. She's got 20 grand one. And the bull riding, Jordan Hansen. 28th in the world. That, did he? He wrote a few in Austin too, didn't he? I think he won some money in Austin as well. Yes, if this is Austin. But he wasn't there at the short round. He I came back to Calgary. So he must not have made the short round. Maybe he turned out. Maybe. I wonder. Maybe. George, uh, Jared Parsons is 44th. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight Canadians in the top 15 in the world in their respective events. Nice. And and Jake Vold hasn't even really went to a rodeo yet. I don't What's think. he doing? He had a baby. He's being a dad. Whoa, nice. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Congrats. In man. our arrival section of the podcast, <laughs> Jake Vold had a baby. Well, Sarah had a baby. Six pound, nine ounce, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> His tuxedo t shirt. Congrats, Jake and Sarah, <laughs> on the baby. Um, PBR. Coda Butter finished fourth in Glendale. What? Guy's been on a heater. He out bull riding the short go was. Should have been ninety. Oh really? I didn't see. It. I got double double rank. I got to get, rank. Up, I gotta get to that double rank. Dakota's eighteenth leapfrog Tanner Byrne, who's now twentieth. So Dakota hasn't won an event this year, but he's past Tanner. Tanner won uh, St. Louis, and he's twentieth. Now he's only been to a few. And though. they'll probably both be in the fifteen fifteen in the next event as well. I would probably. Say. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Brock Radford with his Calgary event wins up to forty fifth. Nice. He's only hundred points within thirtieth, so Brock's he probably is he- gonna be in Sioux Falls too. Brock's heating up. Number one in Canada. Number one in your hearts. 
Number well, 45 not in the mine. world. Not mine, but sure. Oh, I see what you did there. Lonnie West, Ooh. 64th. I didn't get it. And then Zane Lambert, Garrett Green, and Jared Parsonage, all with in the number th- 83rd spot in the world. They're series. in the hunt. They're in the hunt. Zane's been riding well this spring. He has. He very much well has. It's good to see you. Team Canada, keep doing what you're doing, guys. That is the Team Canada report on Cowboy Shit with Ted Team and Wasey. Team Canada. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with this podcasting thing this week, man. Yeah, I got a good clean, time. I got to clean my truck. Wasey got to clean his truck. I got to clean up my house. Take care of the rest yeah, of the you guys, stuff. freaking looks like a tornado hit in here. A little bit of a tornado. It wasn't even me this time. It was ski your you race guys NATO. partying. Yeah, but you also party sometimes. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. You're just saying. I'm saying it's not me for once. I, was yeah. even, I wasn't for denying one. that I had for partied. Once. For the first time, it's not Wasey's I wouldn't say fault. for the first time. For the first time, it's not Wasey's fault. That's not very nice. So by the time you guys hear this podcast, the house should be, be clean. <laughs> well, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> by Wednesday. Okay. Good Lord. Thanks for listening. Adios. We love you guys. Amigos. See you next time. That's Spanish, I think. I've heard of it. All right. Episode nine is now online. It's cowboy shit. Ted and Wacy.